The Big Sip. Hey, 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 this is Gabriela here on The Big Sip. Super excited about the guests that I have sitting in front of me, the spotlight for you today. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I already know this conversation is going to be so wild from the different things we're going to touch up on. (laughs) (laughs) I am sitting with the wellness culinary creator. I mean, all things wellness, whether it's through food, she has her own business venture called Lady in the Vine, whether it's through health and beauty products, which she also explores through that exact same label, or whether it's through her new project and venture that's tackling mental and emotional well-beings for moms, the Mama's Table. Yay! Oh my goodness, hello, I've got Mercedes Stahlberger in front of me, what is Thanks for having me, Gabriella. I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. I love talking to you, and I love chatting with you. So this literally is a from pleasure. the first moment we met, yeah, which happened to be on a mic. I know it was crazy, <laughs> right? You, 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 you definitely, uh, popped my radio mic. <laughs> Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> right, I was, was like, like, Oh my God. But then I just, you know, you make it so easy to talk. So well, you nice, made yeah. it so interesting. And for fun. those who are completely unaware of that situation, cause this is kind of an inside joke between you and yes, I, and no one else. Absolutely. No. Yeah. That's um, true. Long before the COVID days, uh, before business was impacted to the way it was and before we couldn't see each other face to face and all that good stuff that we miss. Um, it, there was an, an opportunity where the vine actually got to go check out Vista Kalina and highlight all of the wonderful vendors that they have there, um, at their market that they would hold once a month. And you happen to have a table, Yes. Outlining all of your crazy awesome products. But the one that I fell in love with that I was like, this is a thing. Like mm-hmm. you can do this. <laughs> Repurposing <laughs> wine into jelly. Yeah. That's so crazy. I it was just, like, what? Yeah. It, everyone it responds that way. It just sort of happened. It wasn't anything that, you know, I was really setting out to do. I just played around with it for a potential winery contract for my catering company and and then everybody just lost their mind over it like they didn't care about anything else I was doing with the food they were just like give it we want some of that wine jelly it's just like (laughs) you're like give me the wine I know so and then I that ended up becoming part of the business model because I didn't set out to repurpose wine into jelly I was just using actually fresh wine. But then once I really started to take a look at how much wine was being wasted Mm, in the Valley mm -hmm. and how much was being opened. And then it was just like thrown out or people would take it home and they wouldn't have it or whatever. And so we all know the people who work in the industry know all the leftover wine that happens at the end of the day. But I think unless you really, you know, live here and have that understanding, you don't really know what that's like. And so we pivoted the, the business model model to, to include that, which I thought made it even more special, but mm-hmm. then also was great for us for our bottom line. Cause we weren't paying for wine and that was the yep. main ingredient. We were literally getting wine for free for free yeah. and amazing wine. Mm-hmm. We were opening it to screen it. I'm air quoting right now <laughs> <laughs> to screen it and make sure it was okay. And we were like, do we have to make this? Into jelly? <laughs> What are we doing? Oh my God. I can't even imagine what it must feel like to get a bottle that delicious and be like, we should just save this one. But then deep down inside being like, no, there's a purpose for this. And knowing that, you know, it's part of the business and you know, you can't dip into, you can't drink your profits. That's true. That's true. (laughs) 
They say you can't sample your own no, product. You, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot. So, um, so yeah, but it was, it was fun to, to chat with you and, and to have you try the product. And then since then you and I have been, we've just been, yeah, we've been in always touch stayed in touch. Yeah. yeah. And I love always seeing what you do, especially Same. now during the pandemic, Same. when you started offering celiac friendly can we talk about how great that is and how no one likes to solely focus and cater to like what's required to make that possible without the cross-contamination all of that and it was so good i couldn't remember the last time i'd had a scone and i was like oh my gosh like my mouth is in heaven right now yeah it could die and go to heaven (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um i started doing the baking just because of COVID mm-hmm. primarily, well, to be honest with you, um, when we had the shelter in place, get, you know, that order get put into place. Um, I was five months pregnant and congratulations. Thank you. By the way, thank you. She's looking so beautiful. Thanks. I'm trying to get my, <laughs> Just snatch, like her mama. Trying to get my snatch back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my business focuses on primarily on winery contracts and, and catering and experiences for guests. And once that was put into place, I just was, there was nothing really going on. And so I was just waiting around. Like I think a lot of people in this country just trying to see what was going to happen. And at the same time being five months pregnant, I just wanted all the sweets. Like I wanted that. I just wanted to stuff my face with anything that contained sugar. And I'm, I love baking, but I'm day to day more of like a savory person, Mm. but I love to bake. It's a passion of mine. And I've never been able to really incorporate that into my business. What you do. Yeah. And so I just started making food that was that I wanted to eat, but also being conscientious of just certain things. Like I, I, I'm not gluten free necessarily, but I try not to eat a lot of gluten. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not on a keto diet, but I, try to like limit my sugar intake. And I also didn't want to get gestational diabetes Mm -hmm. because I was eating all the sugar, like I said. (laughs) And so then I mama cravings are real. It's legit. Uh, so then I was like, okay, I'm just going to bake some stuff and I'm going to post it on, on Instagram and just share. And people were hitting me up and in my DMS and stuff. And they were like, do you got extra? You going to sell this like crazy, like stalking me. And so I was like, I'm not doing anything. Might as well just start baking. And Mm -hmm. then that's where that came into place. And that's still going on right now, which I love it. I know. I saw you recently posted about taking some orders for this week. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." I know. Well, and I know that you, you know, you're gluten free. So, um, you know, even if I don't post, you know, I can, accommodate any she's so sweet you see what i mean y'all you see what i mean oh my goodness where did where did this love so i i've loved getting to know you throughout the years definitely when we first encountered each Mm -hmm. other talking over wine lovers jelly and oh my gosh the sauvignon blanc and the merlot were so so good my favorite (laughs) they're so good my favorite for sure um and now you're you know you've kind of had a pivot Mm -hmm. during this whole covid space and time but before we even dive into all of that how did you get into culinary? How did how did this become, you know, your life into wanting to launch Lady in the Vine? Did you 
go to school and study this? You know, or? so the, the, I'll, I'll try to make this really brief because we could talk about this for like several days. <laughs> it's just so crazy. I did not intend to be in the culinary industry. Uh, I actually studied uh, sports broadcasting. And, so you should uh, be in the and, seat. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and did like a film minor at Sacramento State. Wow, that's and, awesome. Uh, and while I was going to college, because I... I'm the first of the grandchildren to actually graduate from college in my family, Mm -hmm. Uh, the first of my siblings as well. And so I had to figure out a way to put myself through school and pay for school. So I worked in restaurants. I did every single position in the restaurant that you can Mm -hmm. think of, uh, everything. And I fell in love with, with food and with cooking before that, but it just really intensified while I was doing that. And when I had graduated, I just, after like a brief internship and stint at a media company, I'm not going to bring up, there's no need to, but, um, I just felt like it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And so I kept working in the restaurants and I remember my family in particular, my grandmother was like, you're too pretty to be in the kitchen. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? She's like, why aren't you, you should be on camera. Like this is what you went to school for. And for me, it was just like, it just lit this fire. And I'm like, no, I, I feel this. I want to do this. So I simultaneously was ending a relationship. My girlfriend, who was one of my best friends, was moving to Chicago Mm. to go to school, art school. So I got rid of my apartment, ended a relationship, left my job, sold all my stuff, my car, everything. And I moved with her. And I, when I tell you my mom, like cried for a week. You moved with your best friend. I left everything. You were like, bye. I, I need everything. you in my life. Yes. Everything else. Yes. Bye. I left everything to move with her to Chicago because I had heard about the culinary scene there. And I just was like, this is where I know that I'm going to learn and like be able to really pick up like the, the knowledge and the experience. And so I left everything. You were so badass. Everything. It was the craziest thing. And, and, and my mom just like lost it. She was crying forever <laughs> uh, about it because we're two girls from San Diego, mind you, moving to Chicago. We moved in December to Chicago from San oh Diego. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. Yes, we didn't know what you're we going were doing. from warmth to the polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I like slipped on black ice like the first week <laughs> I was there. What is this? <laughs> um, but I just got into the restaurant business, started working, um, you know, uh, worked on some lines and just really learned. I uh, started cooking, um, doing dinners for friends um, eventually that I met that I was working with. Um, started doing private chef work in Chicago. For that is so great. Right. For uh, stockbrokers and men that were like wanting to eat that that didn't know how to cook, and even though there's great restaurants, sometimes you just want home cooked meal, yeah. right? How were you making these connections? Uh, were you just, like putting your business card out I there was and like networking? People. I was like posting Craigslist. Ads. I love this is before <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> right? We had to rely on Craigslist. Yeah, I'm like dating myself, right? <laughs> no, I love it. I love yeah, this. This is like. It shows like, hey, you got to do what you got to do. 
I wish that there was Instagram around when I was doing that. Can you like, imagine? No, I would have been, I would have been killing it. So, but yeah, so that's just kind of the background of how everything started and private chef stuff. Um, I'm not formally trained. Um, I didn't go to culinary school, which is um, something that I've had a bit of a, I feel like an issue with here living in the Valley uh, because I feel like there's so much, there's so much that's put on the graduates here. We have, mm-hmm. in case anyone doesn't know, we have two really big, you know, CIA right. institutes mm-hmm. here and, uh, and it's a really great prominent school. Um, I just didn't have the resources or the finances to no, do right. that. I and know. I already had the college debt yeah. and experience. But you had the experience yeah. and sometimes it's, it's not formal education isn't necessarily needed when you have the experience. Yeah. Some people don't have access to whether it be financial resources, whatever that looks sure. like. So yeah, yeah, no. Do you feel like during your time in Napa, it's felt at times like people didn't want to approach you because you didn't come with that experience? Yeah, I I have felt that. A I felt, formal experience. I have felt that. I felt uh, a lot of times that I missed out on opportunities or getting contracts because I didn't have that formal education or that CIA after, you know, my information or on my resume, like a lot of, um, food business owners and chefs here that are venturing out in this valley do. And a lot of them, because they came here for that specific reason Mm -hmm. and me and that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So I do feel that and coupled with also being a, a a female and being a minority female here, I Mm -hmm. feel like those go hand in hand and I have seen that. Um, but at the same time, I let my, my food and my work ethic speak for myself. And so I, you know, might not have near as much as far as like some of the other catering companies here, but I have relationships and contracts that I've had since I started this business, which was in 2016. And that speaks even more highly, that consistency, those those long-term partnerships. And for the record, I don't think that anybody needs to have textbook formal education Mm. in order to thrive and excel in their craft. I agree. And I think what, even in the time that I've known you, I'm like, she knows what she's doing (laughs) more beyond. She knows what she's doing. She's like excellent at it. Um, You know, I, I, I love it. And so it's part of my life every day. And, and the passion will always shine too. Absolutely. I agree with that. So I, you know, I, and I, I just, I didn't feel the need to go that route. And I felt like, I would rather just be in the trenches, so to speak, and learn in that way. Because for me, that's just how how I respond. I just like to get my hands dirty mm-hmm. in the, from the beginning, and and so that was that was my path, you know. And I'm I think there was a point in time where I was a little bit embarrassed that I didn't have that, mm. and. Now that as I've been working and I've gotten older and and things have happened in my life, I'm just like, I don't really care. I don't care what people think. I don't I don't care if if when people ask me, I say no, I'm not um, I didn't go to culinary school because to me, this my journey was 
my journey and exactly. it was, it's an interesting journey, yeah. you know, it's made me who I am. So exactly. And yeah. at the end of the day, like you said, your craft is going to speak for itself Absolutely. and they're yeah. going to, they're going to learn that and they're going to know that. Yeah. You're so taste it. you going to taste it today. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up in California then? If you were up in Chicago doing all that work, what, so, what eventually led you? Oh, she said she was, had an interesting story. I'm like, Oh, I met him. I met a boy. <laughs> um, no, I, I came home to San Diego to defrost or over the winter time because I was in Chicago at that time for about three and a half years. Which Never was came a, back. I well, I would come back to visit, oh, okay. but that's it. I yeah. was living there the whole yeah. time. Um, and anyone who's familiar with the food scene or like the restaurant industry in Chicago, it's very seasonal. Even more so than here, than Napa, Mm. Uh, you know, wintertime, it's so slow and really quiet. And so those were times I was very fortunate that I worked places where I could just come home. Like I'd make my money over the summer and hustle. And then I'd come home for like a month or two in the beginning of the year. And I had a friend who just dragged me out one night and was like, you got you to gotta come out with me. And so I went out with him and in walks my now husband at a bar. And my friend was like, he's like, you need to talk to that guy. And I was like, no, I'm not going to approach him. I don't do that. Okay. I don't approach <laughs> Said guys. no one ever. <laughs> I was like, no, you know, not right now. At least not without a drink. Um, no, I need my liquid courage. <laughs> And so hey, we get in the sip today, exactly, y'all. <laughs> we are. Uh, so yeah, so we just him and got I got to talking and we totally hit it off. And then we started hanging out and I was like, oh my God, like this guy, this he's special, you know? And my mom was like, you look, you met someone just come back home. <laughs> so he was from California. Yeah, oh yeah. He's, he's from Fairfield, which isn't far from Napa, nope. but I met him in San Diego and he had went, lived there for 12 years and went to school. He's the reason that why I'm up here. Actually, he wanted to come be closer to home and, oh. So I said, you're okay, like Napa. Yeah, wine? I'm all wine country. I used to sweep watch, me away. You know, what? I used to watch um, uh, Michael Chiarello's Easy Entertaining with my grandmother. And it was <laughs> oh so gosh. beautiful and on Food Network. And it was gorgeous. And, and I would just be like, where, where is that? And my grandma's like, she loves her wine. Uh-huh. She was like, that's that's wine country, baby. That's Napa. That's the Napa Valley. And you're and like, I was like, oh, it's so gorgeous. <laughs> and to think that I'm like actually here, it's just crazy to think that now I'm in this in this valley where when I was a little girl, I was watching him on TV and like I've eaten at his restaurants. Like I actually, my meal before I gave birth to Skylar was at his restaurant. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like the favorite part of you that just has like a pull towards um, him. You know, I don't know. Like I love that restaurant, but, um, It's just, it's all like full circle and it's funny how the universe works and works itself out and just, just to like know that and look back on that time and never in a million years that I think that I would be here and be a chef and, and in this prominent place ever, you know? So, yeah. yeah. The journey. (laughs) I know. It's such a treat. The good, the bad. The lessons learned. Yeah. (sighs) You can't, you don't, you don't understand until it's in front of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you look back and then you're like, 
that's why that happened. Yep. Or that's why that wasn't supposed to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And you don't appreciate it no. until those moments yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like now, whenever anything happens that where I'm like, damn, I just think I'm going to look back and be like, that's why yep. that didn't happen. Yep. It wasn't for me, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. that almost kind of helps instill a more hopeful outlook. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe not necessarily a more positive outlook because sometimes we don't always know yeah. if it's going to be positive, no. but you can remain hopeful yeah. for sure. We're not, you know, we're not all, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Hell <laughs> and, no. And, and we know that especially because last year <laughs> showed us yes. all that. So we, we know do. that, but you, you know, to have some perspective. And I think that just comes with experience and with age, you know, you yeah. get to, you go, okay, you know. Exactly. It's not, that, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. I'm yeah. going to navigate this yeah. and we're going to, we're yeah. going to be all right. Yep. Yep. So lady in the vine, you, once you got here, you were able to cement that and begin these partnerships mm-hmm. with a lot of winery partners yep. throughout the Valley. Walk me through what that has been like and, and what last year's challenges mm. made and, and brought for you as being a, an entrepreneurial businesswoman in this I, space. I just started to really play around with how food and wine really work together and how necessary they are. And I'm fortunate enough that there are a good amount of properties that we're looking for in a different experience, not something that's so, you know, cookie cutter, something that was like a little bit interesting. And also we're lenient with me just kind of playing around with ideas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of them that just didn't work necessarily, <laughs> even just the either execution or I was trying to do too much be so extra because I was so <laughs> new. And so I'm just, I'm like doing all the things like, Oh, you want, you know, grass fed filet and you, this is your budget. And I'm literally working for free, essentially for free in order to accommodate com- the meal. Yeah, yeah. Because it's what they want. And I'm not going to say no because it's business and just learning to kind of like grow with that and, and figure that out. And, you know, this last year, a lot of the wineries, they had to stop and or limit how many people they could have. And Mm -hmm. 2019 was a huge year for me and a huge year for my business. And I was like, okay, 2020, I'm about to do the large events. I'm comfortable now with myself and with my skills and with the other chefs that I have that like work with me and help me out and all of that. that I I'm just going to do like the big stuff, like the big events, not weddings. Cause never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. Weddings no. are a whole other no, beast. No, I'm sorry. I will never. I'm like, I'm like uh, no, I'll leave that. Now, for when other I attend people. weddings, I like can't even look at weddings from like an enjoyable no. perspective. It's from like an event perspective. Yeah. I'm like, I feel so sorry for no, everyone working. It's so true. <laughs> They're a nightmare. So it was never uh, that, but just like larger, you know, events or corporate events. And I was like, this is going to be the year. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people felt that way. Yeah, 2020. Right? Right? My like, oh, year, I know. Twenty twenty is like, excuse me, <laughs> I say when it's your year. No, not not today. Uh, so so then you know it's just about pivoting, and I came up with these boxes that are um, fully compostable because it, 
that's important to me in the wellness. Business. You yeah. are that wellness yeah, creative just culinary creator. To limit the footprint and my impact on you know on on this earth, but. Um, so I created these boxes that are fully compostable and they're, uh, cheese and charcuterie and like other like little like local offerings. And the nice thing was, is that the wineries could give that to the guests and then be completely hands off on it. So they're not washing any dishes. Mm. And then when the guests are done, everything goes into a compost. It's not like trash it's not extra like recycling it's just like this is your yours to enjoy you can enjoy it how you want and then we just toss it so we're not handling and um and that just completely like took off um it took off right when um I was about to give birth to my daughter So that was like another kind of pivot that I was doing and I not being able to be hands on, like during that high point was difficult, but just, you have to have people in place that you trust and that, you know, are going to make it happen for you. Um, so that's still kind of what we're doing right now. Um, you know, working on, uh, like a picnic option. Um, I'm really excited about that and, um, starting to get back into doing some pairings for some properties and, uh, just kind of testing that out. And so I'm excited. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that again, speaks to your creativity and how keyword pivot, right? We might've never been in the situation before, but I'll be damned if I'm going to stay in this situation. Let's figure out what I have in front of me and how I can make it work. Yeah. I mean, especially as a small business owner, it's like, if you don't make it adjustments or you don't pivot, then you're done because there are, there are, were successful and great businesses that just, they, they didn't even make it. So like a small business, like it's a wrap if you don't know how to maneuver and come up with things. And, and so, um, I just always come from a a perspective of what do like, what do I like? What do I want to enjoy? What do I want to eat? And like, Mm -hmm. what does the experience look like? And there's like something about like a really pretty like box that that you're just like digging in that had that you're like, Oh, this is all these goodies. And it's like really pretty and feminine. It's my vibe. So. That's your, yeah, it's that's my me. vibe. That's 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 the lady and the vibe. It's the lady and the vibe. It's <laughs> the lady part. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about the so your wellness everything. Your wellness curious. That's I how am. you love to describe yes. yourself. Yes, that journey started like around probably the end of 2017. I just felt really crappy. I didn't feel good. I had gotten married earlier in the year and I felt just felt like my body was falling apart on me. Mm. And I just went and like sought after whatever to figure out like how to feel better. And that came with learning, okay, well, there's certain things that I can't eat because I, they, I just don't feel good when I eat them or, um, looking into actual ingredients or in like my beauty products and going, Oh no, it should like, not be this in is there. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, you know? And that just took me on this journey, um, uh, that I've continued with today. And, Uh, I am the person that's going to try out like all the new things and I'm more than willing to just to 
figure out how to feel good and feel like my best because I, as a business owner and now a new mom and, um, wife, like I need to be on my A game in order for the ship to run mm-hmm. properly. Cause mm-hmm. if I'm, if I'm not like up to par and I'm not feeling good, the ship is going to just sink. <laughs> it's going to. And I think a lot of women, women I know are that. Let's be real. wonderful warriors. Let's be real. Like how many women, how many women out there know that if they get sick or they're not feeling well, the whole Ship, ship is going it's titanic number 5000 right? <laughs> it's going down and so for me i want to stay on top of that and then especially during you know this time and just seeing how significant it is just to be taking care of yourself it's just made it even more so for me mm-hmm. and um i you know i i make my own like skin toners and you know there was a lot of grapes that were left on the vines because of the fires Mm -hmm. that happened here this Mm -hmm. last year and so I was playing around with some of those grapes for like skin toners and stuff I didn't even know that was possible (laughs) yeah so like Like you're like a scientific guru (laughs) with food for wellness, you know, I just feel like when it comes to like skincare stuff, if you can't like ingest it, then you really need to like think about if it needs to be like on your skin. Minus like sunscreen. Don't you know? Call me out, guys, on that. Like, skin, <laughs> I get. I'm a, I'm a sunscreen advocate, but for the most part, it's like there's so many things like in our kitchen beauty that products are, yeah, and that all that stuff. Great, yeah, you know that you can do. So grapes are amazing for the skin. Oh my gosh, I did not yeah, know they that. Have, I, girl, that's why we drink wine. Today. That, those antioxidants oh, well like it. that part makes yeah, sense but, but i like, guess you just don't put two and yeah, two together yeah yeah grapeseed oil um the skins are really great so yeah just kind of playing around with something with that and we'll see maybe i'll be doing something down the road <laughs> maybe you will i'm excited to see what that's gonna look oh my like God, crazy you juggle so many things I think, you know, again, I'm like, wow, how does she do it? Cause sometimes like that can be overwhelming sometimes. Yes, the burnout's real. The bur- the burnout, oh my gosh. Especially before COVID, the oh, expectation oh, of no, you gotta go hundred miles an hour and there are no rest days because resting means that you're not working and not working is supposed to signify that you're lazy and someone else is gonna then do the work that you're not willing to do, yeah. even though maybe now you've been going for sixteen it's hours so true. for the last 10 days and you're just like, please so give true. me a break. It's so true. And our society is so bad about that. It's like who, who's working harder is more the grind yeah, yeah. is more successful. Um, and I fell into that and into that trap for a while. And, and now that I'm a mom, I, I can't, I got to, I got to let some things go. I have to really know that if something doesn't seem significant or does it make me excited or does it make me feel like it's going to better me or my business or everybody who works with me, then I have to just say no. And that it's okay. And that's okay to say no. And I've had to say no, or I'd be I'm like, no. so bad at saying no. I have always been, but I've gotten a lot better. Um, I think, I feel no, like no, the no, pandemic, no, no. honestly, <laughs> I feel like the pandemic yeah. honestly made a lot of self-reflection time to really think about what are the things that I want to continue to allow and what are the things that I want to let go. For sure. Um, and being able to say no is on my list of things that I want to be better at. Well, you know, <laughs> so I'll you, look to you for inspiration. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, let me. I'll say no for you. <laughs> I'll text you. I'll be like, can you reject this, please? Because I don't know what to say right now. I will do it. Like, yeah. And so. then you'll tell me, no, Gabby, yeah. I don't have any time to do that. <laughs> yeah, being told no is like a good way to learn how to say no to other people. Oh, my yeah, God. That's true. So funny. Did part of the over, I guess, the overwhelming feeling or just the burnout or whatever what exactly was it that drew you to then creating another great oh wellness avenue, the mama's table, oh, some am, real uh, conversations? I am so excited about this project. And I feel like for me, if, if it's not like a hell yes, in regards to anything that's presented to me, then I just, I'm like, okay, it's not, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. This I just want to like scream hell yeah because it it's so it just makes me so excited and I know that it's really important. I think this is probably going to be one of the more significant things I've ever done for sure. Mm. And that came about with just being completely delusional about what postpartum looks like mm -hmm. and thinking that I was preparing for all the things. I mean, you saw me. Gabriella, like I was like delivering her scones when I was 38 weeks pregnant, yeah. all like high energy, like, oh, this is, this is, I'm yeah. amazing. She's like, like the pregnancy has been great. All of my foods have been great. I'm like, damn, my pregnancy did not look like that, but okay. So but you were glowing. I was stoked for you. I was oh, like, man. oh, this is going to be so great for her. And I, that's what I thought too. And I was <laughs> dead wrong. Like I was wrong. It was... I was so focused on the things that I did not need to be focused on versus preparing myself with the idea of, well, Mercedes, like, you know, you're really regimented and you're really structured and you're really going to have to let that go because you have a new being that doesn't care about your timeline, that doesn't care about how your day is supposed to unfold because she has her own agenda. She has her own needs and her own wants and you are responsible for her and you can't, it's not, it's, you need to make sure that she's okay. And also you need to ask for help. Mm. which are mm. is another big thing that I have a problem with. And then you add in COVID and not being able to have a lot of that help and being two people who my husband and I, we were completely not prepared for what everything was going to look like. And from the time she was born until like at least a couple of days, I felt like she never stopped crying like at all. Mm -hmm. She was so vocal and just like ah, all the time. And, you know, I was recovering from a cesarean and I was just like, nobody told me that this, it was going to be this hard. I knew yeah. deep down it was going to be hard, but I didn't know all the minutia and I didn't know all the specifics. And I just felt like really, unprepared. Mm -hmm. Um, so I took to my Instagram and I've all, I've made it a point for the past couple of years to be pretty vulnerable just in my life and my day to day. And, uh, not everybody's that way, but that's just kind of how I am able to deal with things. Mm -hmm. And I was just flooded through my DMS with women sharing similar stories of things that they had gone through. And I realized that I wasn't alone, but I also was really, saddened and shocked by how many of these stories were so old. I mean, these were from women that had given birth 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they, they didn't even want to comment 
because they were still so ashamed and so embarrassed. Mm. So they were DMing me instead. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this is not right. Like, why do we make it so taboo to not talk about the real hardships that come with that without taking away from all of the beauty that is becoming a new mom? But there are legitimate challenges. There are so many. And we, if we pretend like they don't exist or we don't support the women that experience them, even if they're not our experience, and we're doing a huge disservice, we need to rally upon each other and really help each other out and support one another no Mm -hmm. matter what. And so I created the Mama's Table and I'm going to be bringing some really amazing stories from women all over talking about certain topics that a a lot of people are, women specifically are uncomfortable talking about and also as a community so that we can support one another. And I think that that's going to be, I feel like, uh, the legacy that I leave. That's, don't look at that me weird say, like that. No, but I, cause I feel like, you know, I should be like standing like with my, like, you know, be like, you know, <laughs> your, like, your signature pose. Yeah. My, you know, just like, I'm going to leave a legacy. Like, no, but it's, it's what, serious, it's you know? what truly is speaking to you and in who you are in this moment yeah. and the experiences that you're going through in, in real time. And what I loved about you launching that is one, I've always known you to be such a real person, like one of the most raw and unfiltered individuals in the best way possible. So for me to see that you were still doing that exact same thing now that you were a mom and to talk about things that, you know, I'm not someone who birthed someone 15, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. but it happened fairly recently when I, you know, was going through it with some of my friends and even us, like we would talk amongst each other Mm -hmm. about the difficulties and the Mm -hmm. hardships. And even that at times felt uncomfortable, even with people who you're already close with, because what you wanted to avoid was the judgment and people's perception of a comment that you might make to be taken the wrong way, or that it meant, you know, that you weren't loving of this new Mm -hmm. shift in your life when Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with that. All of that is beautiful and Mm -hmm. lovely, but let's talk about the real emotions and every other intricate aspect Mm -hmm. that comes with this gigantic shift in your life. Absolutely. So the fact that you're doing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is going to be a legacy because you are connecting people from all over the Valley and outside of the Valley, anybody that you're connecting with on Instagram to know that that's a safe space and that that's a place where people can come together to talk about real stuff, real sip that matters. Real sip that matters. I love that. I love that. I should get that trademark, girl. (laughs) Sip that matters. (laughs) There's a couple in there that I'm definitely thinking about getting trademarked of the leg. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm excited for you and for what this year is going to hold. What are, what are you most excited about in 2021 and with the world finally feeling like it's slowly opening its arms again? I know. I, I'm excited to be able to spend some more time with my family down in San Diego. I have family that still have not met Skylar and she's going to be eight months old. Wow. Which is just insane. I can't even believe it's been that long. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? What? I, know. I feel like I just saw I you know. outside of the house dropping I off baked know. goods like maybe three months ago. It's crazy. It's just flown by. But um, yeah, I'm excited to do that. Maybe do like a little bit of traveling. Uh, I, I definitely miss that. Uh, I'm excited to grow this community and, and help moms 
everywhere and I'm just really excited to be going through these milestones with my daughter and seeing her grow and change every day it just it really gives me so much hope for the world and mm -hmm. for our future here and to just continue doing my business here in, in Napa and growing that and providing jobs to people here. And that's really my goal. So continuing to support your community. Yeah. More ways the than community one. As much as I can, you know, so yeah, and you're yeah. doing it on a mental, emotional level, certainly on your business venture Thank through you. Lady in the Vine. I am so excited for all of that. You, you are, you are phenomenal. I love you. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much for <laughs> sitting with Cheers. me for sipping with oh, me anytime for being amazing yeah. and if people want to get in contact with you and they want to you know be a part of seeing how they can incorporate lady in the vine in their own business ventures mm -hmm. if they're looking to you know connect with you about the mama's table how do people stay in touch so you can go on my website which is ladyinthevine.com but i am super active on instagram um i dabble with facebook a little bit but I <laughs> <laughs> IG is like my business. It's, it's my jam. So I'm, I'm on there quite a bit. And that's um, at Lady in the Vine. The Mama's Table is the handle for this new project. And I would love to hear stories or if anyone's interested in sharing their stories. Uh, I think the more stories that we can share, the better. And we can let other women out there know that they're not alone and that they're going to get through it and that they can have support and I just I think women we just need to do that so much more for each other mm -hmm. not just in motherhood but just in life you in, know? General. in general in general so life. yeah so if you want to share your story or connect with other mamas especially during this time which could be a little bit isolating yeah. um, that's uh, the mama's table and um, the website will be launching in probably a couple weeks so that's look the mamastable.com so yeah look at you oh my gosh <laughs> cheers to you cheers. Yes. Well. Thanks for having me. Connector of everything. <laughs> so excited to have had you here, Mercedes. I can't wait to keep sipping from your cup in yes. 2021 and beyond. Yes. Uh, and seeing all of the wonderful things that you keep doing with Lady in the Vine Thank and the you. Mama's Table. Thanks, Gabriella. Salut. Salut. Big sip.